Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and today on the show, um, I have uh, an old friend of mine, uh, an, an acquaintance, if you will, uh, from uh, over at UWM. Uh, she and I were in Greek life at one point together, <laughs> and uh, she's a theater major at UWM. She's in her last year. Um, and uh, I'm excited to talk to her a little bit about the theater program and the theater industry and everything that uh, goes into what she does and why she does it. So, Fiona Dolce. Dolce. <laughs> Dolce. Dolce. <laughs> Welcome to the show, a.k.a. Girls Invented Punk Rock. <gasps> <Yes>! <laughs> Your Instagram name currently. It's also, I don't know where I put it, my phone case says Girls Invented Punk Rock, not England, but... Oh, Yes, and that was a very big like current statement in my life. Oh uh, yeah, is it? Um, yeah, I recently went to uh, Riot Fest, mm -hmm. which is like um like. I went this year too. You did only for uh, Sunday, but I do know okay. Bikini Kill was performing. Yes, yeah. I saw Bikini <laughs> Kill and it was amazing. So Bikini Kills are women to the front concerts. Um, so like it's a women only pit. So I got to like be in the pit, which was like really cool, and it like. It was like you didn't have to worry about like someone who's like a lot stronger than you like pushing you over mm -hmm. and it was just like a very like even though people were pushing and like shoving because it's like a pit like after songs people would like always check in and like make sure everyone like yeah. around them is really okay and it was just like a really cool experience nice. and I'm actually going to see them they're coming to Milwaukee again in May um, so I got tickets, so I'm gonna go see them again. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I uh, was at Ween, I think, while they were performing, um, which they were who, like they were who I went to Riot Fest this year for. Like it was kind of a last minute thing, mm -hmm. but I just like really really love Ween. I just like really weird psychedelic music. Yeah. Um, so uh, saw them, saw American Football. Uh, okay. But I did hear Bikini Kill was uh, very kick-ass. Yeah, it was really cool. I I saw American... Well, I, like, accidentally saw American Football. Like, I just, like, happened to be standing next to their stage and then just, like, watched the whole thing. Because you know, like, where, like, all the food and stuff yeah. is? I, like, was sitting over there and then mm -hmm. I, like, watched, saw them. And then I saw Blink-182. Did you feel uh, all angsty and <laughs> in, in, the, in the zone at Blink? Um... It was cool. They they were one of the bands that were just doing a whole album straight through. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, we did that, too. Okay, yeah. And I can't remember what, like... the Flaming when, Lips did that. Well. Yeah, yeah. I saw, like... So, like, the Bikini Kill stage is right next to where the Flaming Lips played. So I also, like, from the Bikini Kill stage, waiting for them to come on, like, saw the Flaming Lips. Yeah, and I know that they did um, the whole album. And then I... Yeah, Blink-182 was... They were cool, and it was like a cool band to like see, but like, it was very, they didn't talk to the crowd at all. Oh, yeah. It was one of those concerts where they just played back to back to back, like we probably finished the concert after like 30 minutes, <laughs> like yeah. it was not long at all because, I mean it was just an album, so what was it, like 12 songs, mm -hmm. most, whatever sure. it is. Um, but yeah, they were cool. I saw Patti Smith, 
Nice. Um, she was really cool. Um, I'd listened to some of her music, but not like a ton. And then I saw the B-52s, which oh, it was yeah. their last show too. Damn, and- <laughs> yeah. They actually, that's that's crazy. That, that They were going on right as I got there. Okay. So that was like right as I arrived and the yeah. first thing I saw. I didn't really actually see much of their set, but uh, yeah. it looked like a... No, I uh, looked like a party. That's for sure. Yeah, people like brought like a ton of like inflatable lobsters, oh and then they were like throwing it yeah. up. It's like four in the afternoon, so it's like bright out. And then like they had this like weird thing. I think you had to like be a VIP for it, but you could like get put in this like basket and like brought like above the stage to like watch it. I don't know. It was really weird, but. Interesting. It was, I really liked Riot Fest out of all like the music festivals I've been, which is only three. I've only been to Lollapalooza, Summerfest, and Riot Fest. Sure, yeah. I do have to say Riot Fest is, mm. it'll go back and forth between Summerfest and Riot Fest. I like the, the like, atmos, um, I don't know. I like the music better at Riot Fest for sure. It's very much more like up my alley, mm-hmm. more rock, more punk, stuff like that. Yeah. And like Summerfest has a good lineup, like I saw, yeah. um, like Steven Tyler, I've seen. We saw the I saw the Bleachers. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so like some good people, but yeah, Riot sure. Fest was really cool. Yeah, Riot, <laughs> Riot Fest is like very gritty. You yeah. know, like it is a lot more like punk and you know, mm-hmm. some metal there sometimes. There's hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um, there's uh, you know some indie rock. There's yeah. You know, there's a lot of uh, good. There's a lot of classics. Yeah. Um, there's just a lot of stuff that, you know, it's like your chance to see them way past their heyday. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's but, also to see like some cool new bands who are still like in that genre. Like, I didn't get to see them because they were at 11 a.m. and I didn't want to be there like all day. But they're. It's this band. I think they're from Chicago, but they're called Pew Pew Pew. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but they have such cool music, and they're playing at like some bar in Chicago in December. Mm. I really want to go see. But yeah, I remember I've seen their name around a couple times just because it's so noticeable. Yeah. Um, yeah. My dad was really into the B fifty twos, like mm-hmm. in the eighties. Like he he jokes that he used to, people used to call his house the Love Shack. <laughs> like god damn it dad but, <laughs> um, I texted him right away as uh, uh, when I got there I'm like the B-52's are on right now and he was like oh man we were partying to that in the 80's and, <laughs> right. and I mean it's cool like it's weird cause like you know I didn't ever really like I mean I've listened to the B-52's mm-hmm. I mean I know a couple of their songs but like when it's like a band that like is so like uh hallmark a a band that's like so classic one that like our parents grew up with one that's like from before our time is like Mm -hmm. right in front of you but you're still not actually familiar with like their stuff yeah you're kind of just like hmm wow interesting like this is it but like i don't i feel like i should know them better than i do no exact that's exactly how i felt because i i wanted to go to them because it was it's their last show ever so I was like, I'm going to go see the B-52s. That's so cool to be like, I was at this person's last show. Yeah. And obviously everyone knows Rock Lobster and the other ones. But it's just like, like seeing the other stuff. And then it's also like, they put on like a show. Like, they got like all this, the costumes mm-hmm. and like everything. So it was really cool to see. 
but it's still like wow you like realize how much you don't know about it even though it's so like mainstream yeah yeah um yeah and that goes for a lot of like um definitely like there's still like a lot of artists that like come through town that have been around for like so long but like i've never really listened to them and i'm like you know i'm sure this is a very like uh sentimental and meaningful thing for people that were listening to this music 30 years ago yeah and they get to see them again and you know like you can only imagine like the nostalgia yeah and, like, the just feelings of like being young again mm -hmm. you know and that's that's something real special I yeah mean, we'll, we'll definitely we'll experience that you know down the road like one day when our favorite bands are playing like right. when they're you know in their 50s and 60s. Yeah, right. It's just so wild to think about, but hopefully as long as the earth doesn't uh, <laughs> doesn't uh, burn down. That's true. First. I felt I also saw that during Riot Fest, I saw the Violet Femmes, which oh, yeah. are from Milwaukee. So it was That's super funny. cool to be like, "Oh, this is like they and they were on the east side." Like, oh, yeah. Fun fact, Victor DiLorenzo from he's their drummer. He plays in a duo called 1913. Mhm. Mm and going over to their studio on Wednesday to talk to them. Oh, really? Yeah, I, they play at the Jazz Estate, like, every month. Maybe I've seen them. I go there all the time. Oh my god, really? I love the Jazz Estate. Oh my god, it's so dim-wit. It's, yeah. like, real uh, intimate. Yeah. I like it a lot. Yeah, because I go to, like, I feel like a lot of the music scene in Milwaukee is very... It, there's, there is a scene, but you have to, like, find a way. <laughs> yeah. And the Jazz Estate's, like, a really easy way to just, like, go and see like new artists mm -hmm. and especially like in a genre that like I don't listen to a yeah. lot mm -hmm. and it's like and it's not just like typical jazz like I've seen some like weird like psychedelic jazz and like stuff like that which is super cool mm -hmm. but that's really yeah. cool that you oh, yeah. see them yeah they uh I've seen them twice um I went to the jazz estate to see them and was hoping to interview them then but it was Victor's birthday and they were just trying to like have fun so yeah I'm talking to them on uh, Wednesday, so that will be yeah. It's it's cool. Like it's awesome that yeah, drummer from the Violet Femmes, you know, a household name band, right? And one of their members, just you know, he's a uh, he's still here in Milwaukee. Yeah, he's just you know, an every, a guy in our music scene. And, yeah. And um, yeah, that's like a very uh, it's just it's it's just so neat. Like just you know, and it also teaches you to like treat artists that are so like idealized just you know see them as just human beings it's mm -hmm. like at the end of the day like you know they go to the grocery store and get right. their food they you know they you like know. A, a casual drink at the bar every once right. in a while you know like they have uh they have lives they have families like, right and uh, you know you, you you can't go crazy and be like oh my god holy shit what what's it like <laughs> you right know? yeah well, that's cool that he's still, like, on the east side and stuff like that, too. Um, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm assuming his family and stuff, so he gets to be here and stuff yeah. like that. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Totally. So, yeah, but, um, I can talk music all day. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so what we talk about in Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear. There are passionate and creative minds. Um, you hit me up a couple weeks ago, and we're like, hey, I'd love to talk about theater. I'm like, fuck yeah, let's talk about theater. <laughs> um... Yeah, I mean, uh, we've known each other for, like, what, three years now? Mm hmm You know, we even had at the, uh, the old house parties. The, yeah. The fancy drink nights. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Those. Yeah. I forgot about those. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I 
yeah, that was a different time. Um, which is weird because like, I don't know, everyone was, it was such a big group mm-hmm. back then and everyone kind of like disperses into like their own like yeah. friends and their own paths and um, yeah. it's a very like, uh, it's kind of surreal mm-hmm. seeing how like people and and things you're familiar with evolve. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it's still really nice to see everybody like, you know, here and there, bring them onto the show yeah. potentially. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, um, so you're in your senior year, like mm-hmm. we said, um, so, and you're also originally from Illinois. Yes. You hit me up every time you're in Flossmoor <laughs> because, what was it, your grandma? My great aunt. Great aunt, that yes. was it. Lives right by IJP. Yes. <laughs> so I know Flossmoor, been there. <laughs> I always get the, uh, the Fiona forehead selfie with the, <laughs> with the Flossmoor, uh, <laughs> geotag on it yeah <laughs> i haven't been in a while so christmas i'll probably go um, down there <laughs> i'll see you there so i'll be home too um yeah i i honestly hate spending more than like you know a couple days there i get so fucking bored when yeah. i'm home. that's how i feel about like the suburbs but i go to the city a lot especially for like cubs games there you go. um <laughs> i go to a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I've have seen your uh, your posts. At, yeah. At Wrigley and everything. <laughs> nice. Um, so to start, uh, well, tell me a little bit about I guess like uh, your background in theater. So was it something you did like growing up? Um, I so I kind of done like art my whole life, art, dance, um, and then. When I was probably in, like, middle school, like, 6th or 7th, I did a play. I did The Wizard of Oz, and I really liked it, but, um, and then I took, like, a break, and then when I got to high school, my freshman year, I was, like, a three-sport athlete. So I played tennis, basketball, softball, and, like, I liked them because, like, that's what I did growing up. I did Mm -hmm. sports, so I was like, I guess this is what I have to do when I get to high school. But um, then I just, like, I kept dancing, um, and I kind of got more involved with the musical. So I, I auditioned my sophomore year, and I got in. Um, I was a dancer for Footloose. Mm. Um, and then, so I quit basketball at that point because I couldn't do both in the winter. Oh, yeah, my junior year, I did quit tennis, so I could do Romeo and Juliet. Um, and then we, and then the musical I did, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. And then um, my senior year, I did The Music Man, and I was in Orcasis, which is, like, our dance. Um, it's not, like, a dance, like, team. We don't compete or anything, but we, like, choreograph and make our own dances, which is super cool. And then um, around, like, junior, senior year, I got really... Through my whole life, I was really into, like, designing clothes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, more like junior, senior year, I got really into, like, designing costumes and stuff. So yeah. I... I had originally wanted to go to school for costume design, so I was like taking classes um, down at the Art Institute in Chicago um, mm-hmm. on the weekends, and I was um, just like designing stuff there. Nice. And then I, yeah, I I like applied for costume, and I realized I didn't want to make a career out of like sewing like I didn't like sewing that much where I was like I don't think I could do this for like the rest of my life I still really do like designing and stuff but I kind of and during that time I was also working um 
at like um, our park district mm -hmm. and as a swim instructor so I was teaching and so I kind of just was thinking about more what I wanted to do for in the future and my like uh, high school theater teacher told me that she's like I went to school for like theater education like I got a teaching degree in theater and so like before I started freshman year I switched over to theater education oh, sure, yeah. and so that's what I've been doing so I've, all four years I've been a theater education major um, and then at the end of sophomore junior year um, I started stage managing so I got more into like the technical side of theater mm -hmm. um, and that's what I've been doing nice. <laughs> that's how yeah. I kind of got into it cool um, <clears throat> yeah sure so it sounds like you've uh, seen a lot of different facets of yeah. the stage, whether it's the costumes, the you know the the technicalities, the, yeah. the actual like um, the education. Like I mean, it it sounds like you have like uh, verses in uh, a lot of different like facets in it. Yeah, and in high school I acted, so mm -hmm. I've been on the stage. I I've done costumes. I've stage managed, and then over the summer I work at. Um, a theater camp and I'm a counselor but I also um, design the lights and the sound so I've like I've done a lot of mm -hmm. stuff so I mean it's really nice to have kind of more of a focus especially when I graduate and um, like start applying for jobs yeah. it's really um, appealing to have a technical focus too mm -hmm. um, because you don't find a lot you find a lot of actors yeah um, so that's cool but I mean, it's both are still good, but yeah, totally. it's nice to have like more of a <laughs> focus, I guess. Sure. So yeah. when I graduate, I'm certified K-12 um, with a teaching degree. Okay. Um, I I still go between. I think I want like a classroom at a school, but I wouldn't mind like working at a theater company in their mm -hmm. education department. And like, so that's what I would want like as my full time job to just to just teach theater. But I. Like during the summer, because like schools don't go in the summer, um, I would like to like stage manage at different like um, productions and stuff like that. Because I really do like stage managing, and it's a nice um, like way to still be like directly involved in a show. And like honestly, like stage managing is a lot like teaching. Like you're so okay. So a lot of people don't know what a stage manager does. Mm -hmm. They're like the right hand man of the um, director. But they're more like the organization behind like mm -hmm. the director's like creative thought. They run rehearsals, they give breaks, they organize stuff between like director and designer. And then once the director leaves at the end of like um, rehearsals and stuff and like tech is over, the stage manager is in charge of the show. Mm -hmm. So they'll like um, get everything together and then they will also call the show. So that means like they'll tell lights and sound and any other like technical things like flies or something like when to go mm -hmm. so it it is like a lot like I mean you're like in like a leadership position like in the same as teaching so I feel like there are a lot of similarities be between the two and that's why I like it but mm -hmm. yeah it's a lot of fun <laughs> yeah, yeah totally for sure I mean it sounds like there's a production aspect to it certainly yeah um, how do you feel like theater kind of helped you sort of like find yourself like in, you know, in the realm of like passion and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, just kind of like feeling one with like your environment and, you know, like really like finding your inner self? 
Yeah, so I feel like I've I've been around art my whole life and I I like I enjoy making like visual art or stuff like that. Um I don't find I'm like very good at painting or anything. It's not like something I very I connect with. I mean, I still do it and stuff, but with theater it's kind of like someone else has like written these words that you that like help show others how you feel mm -hmm. and also like it's ways to like really make people like critically think which I think is like a lot of and I've written about it a lot before in like teaching stuff like is a lack in a lot of schools like critical thinking it's a lot of like here is this now type up a five paragraph essay yeah. um not like and there's and I feel like there's a lot of like right and wrong mm -hmm. um in like high school writing whereas like in theater it's like in art in general there is no right and wrong but it's still like there to like evoke emotion and it's not like in your face and it like it just makes people think yeah and very, it, it can be very interpretive yeah 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 mm -hmm. and it sends a message like it that's what I feel I get most from it and it's ways that I feel that I don't know how else to say and it's like being able to be a part of this production that sends this message out to like the world is like my way of saying that mm -hmm. whereas like instead of like getting up on like a soapbox and making a sign that says blank you know what I mean yeah exactly yeah. so it's like it's my like medium of yeah. that kind of it's what you make of it yeah yeah totally I think that speaks volumes to like how much creative writing is not uh, <clears throat> it's not embraced um, nearly as much as it could be as, mm -hmm. as like a course as a uh, you know as something like students are really encouraged to to take growing mm -hmm. up like you know, we just get all the common core classes mm -hmm. and, you know, you pick a couple electives that, oh, this would be a fun class. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, maybe uh, this would be easy, eh? Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. like, but, oh, creative writing is, um, is a very, like, uh, it's a powerful, um, you know, it's a, it's a powerful direction to go in with, like, learning how to, like, you know, not necessarily, like, uh, view things as, like, definites or mm -hmm. abso absolutes it, it yeah. can be very much like you know just how you perceive the world in relation to how others perceive it yeah and you're allowed to share each other's perceptions and build off of them and you know like compare contrast but yeah in a, in a positive way that like helps you kind of like grow with your own you know worldview yeah and i was actually so as a theater ed major you have to do this thing called edtpa um which is like kind of a portfolio we write about stuff um we film our actual teaching um and then we like talk about it and so my placement um is in milwaukee and it's like i was i had a question today that was like how do you feel my students like cultural differences and different interests and stuff like that are gonna affect my lesson and I, I never thought about it this way, but it's really cool to be able to work with these kids and see their perspective because a lot of them aren't white and theater is like oftentimes a very like white community mm -hmm. and um, 
and a lot of the plays are written by like white men so it's really interesting to like be able to see the other like cultural perspectives on like different things and like my lesson is focusing on like expressionism and like that movement so which is in like the early 1900s so it's like very like typecasted of what it is so it's really interesting to see how like their views also like they're much younger they're high schoolers like to see how they like feel about it um and i i think it's also like so i'm working on a show right now and it's really just like beautiful to see like how like someone else's words like can be carried out through someone else and so so i'm working on a show called peace of my heart um have you heard of it i can't say that i have so it's about um the women who served in vietnam oh, okay um which is like very not talked about yeah and so like they they didn't serve in the sense where they picked up a gun and they fought but there were nurses there were the um red cross women there were there was a start so these are the different stories women still endured like you know yeah what comes with war yeah and yeah, so the way that the script was written is um the uh, uh playwright met with um different women and these are like their stories so it's really cool to like see their stories like put out into the world whereas like there in other ways you would never hear those yeah so it's just like getting different perspectives and i've never like I mean, a lot of people don't think about the women who, like, went to Vietnam, like, mm -hmm. and really, like, their lives were, like, forever changed because of it. And they didn't pick up a gun and do anything. Yeah. But they were still, like, had to deal with death and trauma and all this other stuff that's just, like, not talked about. Yeah, that's real. Um, I think that, so, I studied journalism. Yeah. Uh, and I think journalism and theater overlap in the sense of both are based in storytelling yeah um theater is like kind of like a an interpretive piece of a story uh one that's um you know uh one that is told through characters and told through you know um uh you know artistic expression of mm -hmm. like you know ideas and characters and relationships you know and and like um journalism is more of like um things are kind of like you have a bunch of facts mm -hmm. and you kind of have to like do what you will with them in order to make like you know a cohesive mm -hmm. way to tell a story yeah and, um and i mean there is some journalism that is more like narrative based yeah um but what you can do, even if, like, you have, like, you know, a uh, set of facts mm -hmm. that you have to include in some, in some manifestation yeah. in the story, you know, sometimes, you know, depending on, like, the publication you write for, depending on, like, you know, the style of journalism, mm -hmm. it's like you can still, it can still be a creative process mm -hmm. where it's like, you know, you can still, like, uh carry your words in a certain way you can mm -hmm. still you know the tone the mood yeah the um you know the um just how the the pictures that you paint of mm -hmm. characters like that's still yeah. like in your control. it's still like art and i've i've actually like struggled a lot with this recently in the idea of i was journaling the other day because i was like 
I felt like the need to like make art and like get fit like ideas out of my head kind of thing but I just like didn't know how to do it and I felt like ever since I got into college I just haven't had like the space to make like it, it is like an artistic environment at school but like I don't have like a room where I can just sit down and like paint or draw or something like that but I was journaling and I was like like why am I thinking this like theater is art too Oh yeah, of and course like, it is, yeah. Yeah, and I've just like, that's just something I've been struggling a lot with. Um, and I've had, had the conversation about like, how sometimes like film and art aren't like, per or film and theater aren't perceived as art in the same way that like visual art or like sculptures or stuff like music. that. Music. Yeah. like is like the same thing. Um, and I feel like that's like a lot of kind of what I want to like change like in my thought process and hopefully like by me doing that I can help others kind of like get that because it's like yeah theater has like all these things but like stage management like is an art too like it's still yeah. like you're still in a production and you're still making art and it's just like getting my head wrapped around like the thought that I can still be like make art like through theater mm -hmm. especially now that I'm not like creating costumes anymore which is like right. a visual representation of that art mm -hmm. I think to put it like uh, kind of put it lightly it's like in art like you have creative control mm -hmm. in art like it plays on your emotions and how you're finding some unique way to express an emotion or an idea yeah. and it's not based on kind of like as you said like it's not based in like matter of fact. There's no. There's. It's not based in right or wrong. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, you'll still find things that work and don't work. Yeah. But that's you know that's personal to you. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. So how you feel UWM's theater program has suited you and your interest and you know your passions for being in theater. Um, I definitely have enjoyed the program. Um. Theater Ed, though it's like very small, it's a small community, like our advisors are there for us and our colleagues are there for us. You spend a lot of time in Peck. I do, <laughs> like pretty much all my classes are so, over there. Um, and like when I wanted to get into stage management, it was super, like that, that advisor was super helpful in helping me and like put me right in, like gave me all these like responsibilities and stuff I could do. So it was super cool. I like the shows that I, I like most of the shows I've worked on. Um, I think we can do a lot more of like a, a variety um, in the sense of getting away from realism, um, using other genres of art, um, getting more into student-based um, theater in the sense of students are the designers, a student maybe wrote it, like stuff like that. I mean, all the actors are students. I did do one show where a professor was one of our actors. Mm. Um, or like the students are directors, like we don't do that kind of stuff. We have um, a smaller program um, that they put on like student productions, but it's very like, it's not f really funded and not many people attend. But I went to a really good um, like um, stage reading of one the other week, and it was really cool. And I'm like, I wish we did more like this. And like yeah. talking to my friend 
who goes to Loyola in Chicago, like all of her shows are basically like student directed, student run, student designers, everything. And it's just like, it's a lot of, this is what I'm going to school for, so I wish I had more opportunity to do it. Mm -hmm. Then the sense of, I'm watching my professors or teachers do it, and I'm supposed yeah. to learn from them. Especially because jobs look for hands-on experience. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Like, you know, that's why, you know, gotta, you're encouraged to, like, rack up those internships and stuff. Yeah, and, because you're not given, like, the... Which, I mean, some, some are. Like, some students really stand up and speak out when they want to do something, and that's mm -hmm. really awesome, and I think that more students should do it. And I wish that, like, I could have realized this maybe years ago and really started to make an impact, even though I, I can now, even though I only have a couple months left. But it's something I wish that the program would involve, um, evolve more into. Yeah, sure. Um, more student oriented totally yeah i could have said the same about um the journalism program too like good professors you know like learned a lot definitely mm -hmm. like the courses were for the most part very helpful but yeah like i don't know it's like i think it's, it's nice when there's a more like hands-on program rather than you know, entirely, like, theory-based. Yeah. And, because it's, like, you can only kind of, like, acquire so much understanding when you're not, like, put on the spot to, like, you know, manage what you've learned mm -hmm. into real time. And, like, I feel school is, like, a time where you can make mistakes. Yeah. And, like, that's okay, but, like... You have to. At, in the theater department, it's, like, we have to hit this certain level of um like a of a production and like how good it is i guess whatever you want to call it where it's like they don't want students to do it because they're afraid they're going to make a mistake where it's like well then how are we going to learn in the future not to make that mistake again when we're like in the like the real world mm -hmm. like it's just i don't know <laughs> yeah. that's just what i feel a lot of it is um i agree and it's like it's a school like it doesn't have to be this high caliber like the lights are perfect. The set design is perfect. We like we don't have to like hire all these people and like use our money to pay these people to come in and do the job that we're supposed to be going to school for. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's better to mistake make the mistake now than later. Yeah. When you get that job eventually yeah. one day. But I think I thought it was always really cool about theater is like how it kind of takes you out of the present world in a really unique way is like you become like each character gets like immersed in you know the the narrative of the story in its own world if you will mm -hmm. and it's like there's a wall between the audience mm -hmm. like the the actual like you know the real reality <laughs> and then uh and then the world of like the, what's not, what's going on on the stage like in the production mm -hmm. um i mean i imagine like it can be really cool to kind of take yourself out of that like take yourself out of reality for mm -hmm. a little bit and uh, you know really just fall in love with like the character you're portraying fall in love with like what you know uh what story 
is being uh, manipulated uh, based on each particular individual playing that particular role and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, and that's like the big thing I feel in like my own opinion is like the difference between film and theater. Whereas like a film, I will feel connected to, and I'll feel connected to the to the characters in some sense, but like in theater, like in a in a black box theater where the stage is the floor and you're sitting like on the floor right next to them like you can feel the energy like coming out of the actors and like it just hits like for me personally it just like hits so much harder you can just like feel their presence and i with theater it's a lot more the actors are allowed to talk to you whereas like in film you don't see it as much mm -hmm. i mean I watched it recently, but I watched Fleabag where she like talks to the camera, which is really cool. Um, but like, like in plays, they they'll just talk to you, and you're like, I wish I could like, I don't know. I I just feel much more of a connection, like actually them being there, which I think is super cool, and that really helps me take me, helps take me like out of the reality of it, um, and like be able to put myself in someone else's shoes. Yeah, totally. Yeah, like they, I recently came across a term called metafilm, mm -hmm. which is where like the character or the narrator in, it's like a self-aware movie that mm -hmm. like knows it's a movie mm -hmm. and like talks to the audience as they're watching it mm -hmm. and like kind of, you know, guides you along, but it's still not nearly as immediate as yeah. when the actors in real time are, you know, it's like... They could make a mistake any minute. Yeah, you know? it's beautiful <laughs> like, to make that mistake with yeah. someone else. Or they can, or you know, they can uh, absolutely blow you away. Mm -hmm. You know, entirely based on how they are keeping their composure as their yeah. character. Yeah, or even just like one night, maybe they'll break down and cry, and you get to experience that. And then the next night, they're like a walls up, and you get to see that like change in a person whereas like film is one thing mm -hmm. which it's like i'm not trying to shit on film or anything oh, God, i'm just yeah. like they're, just, I'm, they're different they're different know? yeah and it's i think it helps me explain more of like theater and like why it how it helps me mm -hmm. like think about things yeah totally and i think that you know if i was uh me it, it depends on what you gravitate towards in your manipulation of like the medium. I mean, I would personally gravitate more towards film just because like, I feel like, you know, the idea of so many people watching me while mm -hmm. I'm plant being not myself mm -hmm. and being something else yeah. is so much pressure. <laughs> like that's <It's> terrifying. terrifying. <laughs> yeah. The film is at least like at least it's like captured on camera. Yeah. It's like what? Oh, three million people are watching you, but you're not like visually like looking. But at it's them. like <laughs> yeah. But it's like you were able to like. It's like they capture like you know what you were doing like at that time. Like it's all yeah. captured. Yeah. So like there's no like immediate mistake you could possibly be making. It's all based on like you know what. Yeah. The you know what the the. The motion sequence mm -hmm. like does but yeah in theater it's like well, these are real people in real time doing real ass shit mm -hmm. <laughs> you know like yeah i mean i 
it, yeah, I guess it depends on like uh, how people how want to elicit meaning both out of themselves and out of their audience, like, yeah. which depending which which one is for you, I yeah. suppose. No, I definitely think that. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, totally. Uh, so, uh, so you're finishing up your your school. You're on home stretch. Mm -hmm. How does it feel? Good. I'm really excited to graduate. Um, I'm tired of being a student in the sense of like homework and the like confines of yeah of being a student and right. I'm excited to like be able to just teach and learn on my own and learn what I like want to learn mm -hmm. um, and learn more about yeah. life around me and more about theater and how it affects different types of people um, I'm excited to just I don't know move on <laughs> yeah. from like school life and see other places I don't know where exactly I will be after I graduate but it'll still be fun I'm excited <laughs> it's great I, I, I gotta tell you like being done with school is the best <laughs> yeah. because you can anything you can anything you want to learn is now totally like in your own mm -hmm. power and and discretion to learn you yeah. know like you can do whatever you want once mm -hmm. like once you're done with school is like I mean, it's all in your own time, mm -hmm. and you can do with you with your time as you please. And I mean, you know, school is school is necessary. Like, I mean, not for everybody. It's not for everybody. And I don't, uh, you know, I would never, uh, you know, knock anyone for dropping out or not choosing to go to school. It's not for everybody. Yeah. But if it is, but I do encourage people to try it at least. Yeah. Um, and also, like, I'm. You know, I'm proud to have gone through it and have my degree now because while I do feel like, you know, you learn a lot, you feel, I feel like you learn most outside of the classroom, just kind of on your own mm -hmm. perceptions of like what's going on around you and how you feel like you're going through changes. You know, you can still learn some really great things in the classroom. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I think that it helps most when you get hands-on experience doing whatever it is that you are uh, passionate about because you know, you're going to draw the most meaning from that. Um, but, so, t a little tangent there, but, um, but yeah, no, like, once you get done with school, it's great. You can just, you can, you know, uh, the sky's the limit and, like, right. you can do so much. And, I mean, it sounds like you have really high aspirations with, like, what you want to do with, like, theater ed um and uh, you know hopefully mold some really uh powerful characters and uh great people uh going into the program themselves yeah day, so yeah it's really cool to just like be able to like make an impact which is kind of what i've just like wanted to do my whole life is just prepare people to like also make a change and like just because like I'm not making this huge change doesn't mean I can't influence someone else to make a change. Like that's still being able to make an impact on someone else. And I think it's like a beautiful way and it takes a lot to be a teacher. Um, so. Yeah. It's one of, you know, I, would, I, I wouldn't want like, 
I'm gonna get political. Um, let's fucking fund uh, our arts programs in uh, all of our school pro in our public schools <laughs> because yes. that's a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. When arts programs don't get their proper funding and proper resource management, then you know it doesn't properly uh, prepare students to yeah. go into their field. Yeah, and I think, and even like if you don't want to do theater for the rest of your life or art or whatever it's still important to like take that those classes and learn those skills because it's not just like the like practice practical skills of like knowing how to work a light board knowing how to work a soundboard knowing how to cut fabric so you can sew it together it's like building skills of like i said critical thinking of just being able to like take something and analyze it and Turn it into something yeah. new. Making things work, you know? Yeah. Communication skills as well. Exactly. Time management. Teamwork. Um, like, teamwork, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful thing that should be in more schools or at least schools, like, um, core classes should include more arts, like, teaching styles, which I there's a beautiful thing. Um, I, I think it's more... It's becoming more common. It's a newer um, idea of a teaching artist um, who goes into classrooms and will, like, I've written a lot of lesson plans that are science lessons plans where we take something that the kids are learning in science class and um, turn it into something theater. It's not putting on a play or whatever. Like, it's not about the product. It's about the process of, like, using a creative method to learn this thing instead of sitting in a classroom and listening to a lecture and taking notes stuff like that is still like so useful in schools that should be more implemented and it's like you don't need all this money like which i mean schools do need more money they really do need to be funded more but like it's simpler ways that you can like just use the resources you have to like make things a little bit better for students Oh, like, yeah, you know, just not putting money towards pointless shit, you know? Yeah. Like, putting fucking cops into schools and shit like that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, which we don't have to get into. We'll save that for another day. <laughs> um, All right, Fiona. Um, uh, girls invented punk rock. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, it was great to talk to you about theater, uh, drink a little hams, and... Uh, yeah, it's great to see you as yeah. well. I feel like I haven't seen you since uh, when I was working at the roast, and you were like right next <laughs> yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah, um, But um, yeah, so um, what do you? So Fiona, what keeps you up at night? Oh my gosh, that is a, <laughs> um, what I want to do. I don't know, just the future, That's figuring real. out where I want to go. Yeah, there you go. Um, even when you uh, feel like you're going somewhere, you still think about that. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what uh, puts you to sleep, though? Knowing that I have people around me that love and support me, so I'll be okay wherever I go. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. yeah, good shit. Thanks for being on the show. That's the first um, uh, Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, that worked. Yeah, there we go. Okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, embrace... Uh, arts programs and in schools and uh check out theater productions invest in student-run theater productions and uh you know 
think critically and uh, see what you could do with an idea, whether it's film or music, art, whatever. Um, thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time. Mr. Nice